Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was so afraid of settling. Always looking for the next best thing. I tried to get away. Thinking if I stayed, I'd end up ordinary. Always aimed at moving targets. But the thing that hits the hardest is the time that you miss when you're busy chasing a 10-year dream. Turns out the moments that don't seem to matter are the ones that will. And if I could go back, I'd just stand still. And that's a bit of the latest single from my guest, Calgary, Alberta's Annika. The song is called Stand Still, and it is from the debut EP of the same name, Stand Still, Side A. Uh, great songs on it. We're going to talk about uh, the EP, of course, and play a couple of songs from it, including Stand Still. And of course, we all were first introduced to Annika. Uh, she was the lead singer in the CCMA-nominated country pop duo, Leaving Thomas. They had a bunch of success. We got to know her voice. And then, of course, she broke off as a solo artist. Uh, and she's released a few singles before the EP came out, and now they're part of that EP with a bunch of new songs as well. And let's see what else. She has performed all around the world from bustling cruise ships to national television as a top 11 Canadian Idol finalist. I wish that show came back because I love Canadian Idol. And <laughs> she even hosted the Calgary Stampede Grandstand Show with a combined audience of over 200,000 people. And uh, not too long ago, uh, early in May, actually, she performed her EP as part of a celebration of it at the King Eddie in Calgary to a packed house, of course, because we can do that these days. My pleasure to welcome Annika back to the show. Hey, Annika. Hello. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing just great. I always look forward to our chats. Yes, me too. Uh, this is a great album. As I mentioned, we've heard some songs off it before, including the duet with Brett Kissel Encore, uh, and I really don't want to. And then we got some new stuff on here. So how does it feel to have the full EP out right now? Well, you know, I always feel like singles are kind of just little teasers of this project that I've been working on for so long. And I know, you know, it's been a long time since people listen to albums front to back, but mm -hmm. that's how I grew up listening to music. And so it's a real pleasure to finally be able to get the whole project out in its entirety and people, if they choose to, can listen to it the way it was, you know, meant to be listened to, which is really like a record uh, from the, the top to the bottom. And um, it's, it's just such a, a relief to put it out in the world and kind of let go in, of it in a way, while at the same time, you know, kind of gearing up for a new chapter with the EP, which is engaging with the fans who can finally hear it and mm -hmm. entering that new stage of the album cycle. 
Amazing. And I haven't asked this question for a while, but you brought up like the album and having the album in sort of an order or at least listening to it. And I used to ask now and then about uh, the sequencing of the song. So you're talking about the album experience as opposed to a single here and a single here and playlist that is a variety of artists. Was there is there um, uh, a significance to the order of these songs from one through seven? There, there wasn't a specific, you know, we did sit down and think about it. Um, but I, I want, I knew I wanted it to start with blind love and I wanted it to end with stand still. Um, and just, I wanted it to take the listener on a journey that made sense and didn't seem kind of disconnected because mm-hmm. I find with, you know, platforms these days, a lot of people just listen to one or two singles from an artist and I just can't do that. I don't know what it is about me, but I, I love listening to a full album. And so when uh, when we were choosing the songs to release as singles, you know, we had to keep in mind, well, this is going to be part of the same album. So I wanted it all to, to flow together. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we did when we decided how to how to order the album was you know we listened to the what we call the tops and tails of every song so that you know when one song ends and it goes into the other does it does it work does it sound jarring does it take you out of it does it make sense so so uh, we didn't put a lot of work into that but um who knows if anyone will listen to it that way but i hope some people do (laughs) yeah totally it's the way we used to listen to albums back in the day and it was like the full album and you got exactly where the artist was at that point in their life so it's a cool way of doing it a lot of younger people may not have ever done that obviously because it's it's a different thing they're exposed to but uh yeah no that's great and of course i should mention that this album was produced by your juno award-winning husband spencer cheen do you have to say that around the house you have to refer to the Juno award-winning partner the funny thing is we um when we were first married we were living at my uh parents house and he got his his juno then and uh so he had it on display on my dad's bookshelf and when we left we just left it there so his juno um isn't even in the house it sits at my dad's house but he just won another juno last week so i guess maybe that one we'll have to put up in the house somewhere and I'll have to, you know, acknowledge him on a daily basis as being uh, a Juno Award winner. (laughs) (laughs) Are these Junos, because you mentioned the one he just won this past weekend, are they connected to Brett Kissel? They are indeed. Yep. Yep, absolutely. That was so cool to see Brett win Country Album of the Year because it's such a great album. What is like? Oh, yes. So many good songs on it. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, Spencer produced this. And uh, great stuff on here. So, if, well, speaking of Brett Kissel, there's a duet on here with Brett, a song called Encore, um, which people, of course, can hear on the album that is out now. But tell me about uh, teaming up with Brett for this song. So, oh, yes. So, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. I just, <laughs> my AirPod just fell out. I don't know if you heard it. Can you still hear me okay? I can still hear you okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll, I only have one ear in, but I'll just keep going. Sorry. Okay, perfect. Um, uh, yeah, so Encore was originally written for a male artist in mind. We didn't know who we were going to pitch the song to, but um, we had hoped that someone would pick it up, and and Brett Kissel would have been a, a dream to record it as a soloist. Mm-hmm. But then, as it often happens, I fell in love with the song myself, and I asked the writers if I could record it instead. And uh, they said, yes, of course. And um, as I was recording the demo, I thought, man, this would be really amazing as a duet. And they said, well, why don't you just ask Brett Kissel to sing on it with you? 
And I thought, there is no way Brett Kissel has time to do, you know, a duet with me. But what have I got to lose? I might as well. So I wrote him an email and uh, he responded within 10 minutes because that's the kind of guy he is. And uh, immediately said, I would love to work on this with you. 100% I'm in. And uh, we recorded a few months later and did the video, which he organized everything for that. I mean, he was such a... Uh, an addition that really added to the song, not only musically, but just mm -hmm. everything that came along with it. And I cannot think of a better person to not only do the duet with, but also I can't imagine it now as a solo song because it just, to me, yeah. hearing it back was totally meant to be a duet. Yeah, your voices sound great together. It's a powerful song. And I'll just, let's take a moment to talk about the King Eddie show where you celebrated the release of the new EP. What was that like? And was, was it one of your first shows back to kind of normal with, with a full crowd? Yeah, it feels like it's been 10 years. Honestly, I said to myself, I hope I remember how to do this. Right. Um, and I was a bit nervous the week leading up to it, just thinking, you know, there's lots, lots of balls in the air and you've got lots to balance. But yeah. after the rehearsal that we had with the band, I was just, you know, it's like it all, all came back. It was, I was just so excited and we had a sold out crowd. We sold out um, within two weeks of putting the tickets online to the public. So it was really encouraging to come back after not only COVID, but also I've had a baby. So I've been, you know, kind mm -hmm. of out of the scene for a while. So it was amazing to come back to this energetic crowd that was singing along to the songs and clapping along. And there's just nothing like being with a live crowd. It just, you know, right. as many virtual concerts as you try to do, it's not the same. And so no. To be with people and fans that have been with me since before leaving Thomas, through leaving Thomas, you know, um, and new fans as well was just amazing. It was very much a full circle moment. And uh, I hope the beginning of many more shows to come. Absolutely. And of course, when you're performing these songs and maybe ones they haven't heard yet, uh, some of them they would have known and some of them maybe they didn't know. It's got to be great to see the reaction in the audience um, responding to the song as you're performing it live. Oh, yeah. And, you know, some people love the really upbeat bluesy ones and other people love when I'm just at the piano doing a ballad. And so there's kind of a little little something for everyone. We had amazing musicians. I basically had Brett Kissel's band. Uh, so I was sharing the stage with just monster musicians Amazing. and the King Eddie is so iconic that, you know, it was a wonderful night. Now I'm guessing because the EP is called stand still side a, uh, just using some psychic powers here that there's going to be a follow-up, maybe a side B. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, I love how it'd be hilarious if I just said, actually, no, that's it. That was that's just, right. just side A. That's it. That's um, it. <laughs> Yeah, so in my mind, there there was about, um, you know, 17 songs I wanted to release. And I knew I just couldn't do that um, in one in one go of it. Uh, right. So we have Side B coming out. Uh, this The songs will be starting to be released. And um, Side B, the EP, will come out in early 2023. And um, then shortly after that, there will be a deluxe vinyl record that will come out. And I know if people are buying the vinyl record, they're listening to the album uh, yes. the way that I've imagined it from the beginning. So it's kind of a two-parter that will finish with the deluxe uh, record uh, that that really just captures the last five years of my life. I couldn't I couldn't get it down to eight or nine songs. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a few parts, but it'll come to one project in the end. 
Oh, I love that. That is a great way of doing it. And I just love how albums have made a comeback. I know. I When I think of listening to music as a kid, my favorite tracks from artists were never the singles. And so right. it makes me sad thinking about people listening to only the singles and then moving mm. on to the next single or the next artist. When I think uh, my most memorable musical experiences were listening like I remember the full albums I know every lyric to every song and um, back when you know albums used to have 12 songs on them so yes. I'm trying to bring it back even if there's other people out there you know doing one single at a time there are I think you're right that people are starting to do it again and that's you know an example is how vinyl's coming back again so huh. I'm all about that Totally. And of course, for those of us who remember, uh, it was so great to uh, get the album with the lyrics in it. Of course, that was always a bonus if you had lyrics, but there was a lot of artwork to look at. But then, yeah, yes. if you pulled it out and there was uh, the lyrics written on the you know paper inside, it was like, wow, this is bonus. You can read the lyrics while you listen to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was something I always loved. Um, let's talk about one of the songs from Stand Still, Side A, uh, The Death of Me. Let's, that's the first one we're going to talk about. Tell me about this song. So this song is kind of a um, a toe-tapping jam with a pretty dark message. It's all about being in a relationship that you, you know is going to fail. You know it's probably going to end pretty poorly, but you've just decided to surrender to it. And um, it's kind of a cheeky song, and it's it's something that, it's a song that, really goes back to my roots, which was blues music. I grew, grew up listening to blues music and I always loved uh, that that kind of vibe, but we've added a pop, Shania Twain kind of kind of twinge to it. So uh, so it's a, kind of a modern blues song that uh, I, I think it's pretty fun to sing along to. And certainly at the show, that was one of the, the toe tapping clap along songs. It won't be the smokes that smoked. It won't be the drinks that drink.
far back does the songwriting go for you? When did you start and what was the thing in the first place that compelled you to write? Yeah, I um, I started songwriting when I was probably 13 years old. Um, I always used to write at the piano by myself. And then uh, once I started pursuing a career with Leaving Thomas, I was co-writing, which I just fell in love with. And, uh, and then for this album in particular, it was uh, probably 20... Some of the songs off this go as far back as 2018. And um, it's just been years of of writing lots and lots and lots and choosing my top favorites, which is like choosing favorite children or something. It's very <laughs> difficult, but you have to get to it some point. So uh, mm-hmm. I, um, I love co-writing because sometimes if I'm not in a certain headspace or mindset, the other co-writer will be. And so sometimes I find it harder to write about things when I'm, you know, right now I'm a happily married woman with a child and I'm not going through a lot of heartbreak or heartache. And I mean, I don't want to say luckily I have friends going through that, but you know, I'm able to tap into those emotions that I've experienced in the past because of my co-writer. So that's been a really wonderful experience. Yeah, totally. The whole co-writing thing is, uh, is wonderful. I know at the Moonshine a while back, there was a younger female artist there. And I won't go into the whole story, but basically um, she was kind of wondering, well, why would you co-write if I can write a song on my own? And of course, I get that. But co-writing is an amazing thing. It opens up all those perspectives, as you said. You might, they might, your other co-writer or writers, they've gone through that experience differently or they're more fresh in that experience. So co-writing is an amazing thing. Yes. And, and I think for me personally, writing by myself is more of a therapeutic thing. Um, but I mean, when I was in Nashville, I was co-writing twice a day. And I just, for me, I don't have the motivation to come up with all those ideas and, and motivate myself to sit at the piano for two hours twice a day myself. Some people can, but for me, I love the energy of being in a room with someone else and uh, kind of bouncing ideas off each other. I love mm-hmm. that whole experience so um, I'm thankful for that yeah that's that's the difference between uh, you know somebody who writes when they're inspired which makes sense um, yes. and they can still write often but you're right it's there's of course you know the writers who are writing every day twice a day and uh, it's their full-time job I guess and so yeah and they can do it they're just good at constantly writing and other people want to write when they're inspired maybe they don't need to yes. write as many songs either too Yes, exactly. For me, I definitely believe quantity leads to quality. So I write, you know, as as much as I can. And uh, that's why I would love going to Nashville, because it was like you were in this incubator where you could just focus on that. And you'd leave Nashville first, you know, you'd be there for seven days, and you'd leave with 14 songs. And uh, when COVID hit, uh, we just wrote a ton because it was like, well, what else are we going to do? Right? Yeah. So uh, thanks to Zoom and um you know, FaceTime, we were able to continue that, that process without even skipping a beat. If anything, we started to write more because we had more time to be in that creative space rather than performing and touring and promoting and things like that. Now, Annika, along the way from the start of your music career with Leaving Thomas and before to present, have you had challenges, which everyone does, obviously, that could be small challenges, some are big, uh, that you had to overcome or work on along the way? Yeah, I think for me, the the challenge is always going to be finding balance in life outside of music, because I think, um, I mean, this is what Stan still kind of talks about, but 
sometimes we get so focused on chasing this dream that we miss out on the dream life we're already living and it's passing us by as we keep looking to the future you know we never stop to just appreciate the journey and that music for me has been so full of ups and downs that you really have to just start appreciating the ride and where you're at um and so for me especially now as a wife and as a mother there's just all these things that bring me so much joy in my life and music certainly is one of them that i i want to keep honing my craft and keep working at it and keep getting better at it um but it's it's important for me not to get all consumed by it and that's that's always my advice to young artists is i know right now it feels like it's absolutely everything to you um but but make sure you don't let your life pass you by because you're so busy chasing this dream so i just enjoy music for what it is and i enjoy every opportunity to perform and to write uh and to be in the music community but um but also recognizing that there is life outside music and also as a writer you need to experience that life to be able to to write at least for me you know you got to live your life at the same time so that's been one of my greatest challenges and through my 20s and now in my 30s it's um it's becoming clearer and easier to deal with but but certainly it was a a big thing for me in my 20s yeah, exactly. I think especially artists starting out would be consumed by the music career, and that is everything, and they want to see the song, whatever chart position it's at, or how well this social media post is doing, etc., and kind of putting all in on the career and kind of losing sight of the balance. But that's a lesson you learn along the way, right? For sure. And, and dedication and commitment and determination is all very important, and I admire that passion. I think there's just a very fine line between you know, enjoying what you do and going after what you want and uh, and putting so much value in what others think of you and your music and your art. And, and that can get discouraging. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about cover songs for a moment because I'm thinking about the time that you spent on the cruise ships and I'm sure you did some original stuff, but of course they would want you to do the popular stuff. What, what cover songs did you do? And you must know like hundreds of them. Yes, part of the uh, requirements really to get a piano bar gig on on a cruise ship is you got to have lots of songs in your repertoire. <laughs> so I had lots of fun. Um, I actually, my favorite stuff to do is always stuff that um, is meant to be at the piano. So I love doing any Elton John, Stevie Wonder, Billy Joel, Carole King, Bonnie Raitt, you know, all those artists that really wrote with the piano in mind, because then when you're playing at a piano bar, it sounds like it makes sense instead of when people would request, you know, ACDC or something. And I'm trying right. to play that on, uh, on a piano. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I loved getting to sing my favorite artist songs and, um, and people singing along to them. I had a blast singing cover songs and, uh, and it's still one of my favorite things to do. What is it like working with your husband, Spencer Cheen? Uh, he's also <laughs> the drummer for Brett Kissel out on tour at the moment. Uh, what is it like working with him? I mean, you guys connect as a couple, but uh, as uh, from the music side. Yeah, so Spencer has been my producer since I was 21. I knew him for a long time uh, before we ever started dating. And uh, I have to say he is probably the most patient man on earth, not only because he works with me as an artist, but <laughs> he's married to me. So I would say we work very well together, partly because he wrote a lot of the songs with me so he's been there 
from the beginning and knows the vision I'd had for this album from the get-go. And a lot of artists are so lucky to be able to write the album with their producer. You know, it's not, it's pretty rare that happens. So I think as much as this song, this, this album is personal to me, it's so personal to him as well. And a lot of the songs are about our own journey together. And so um, I think that's what makes us such a great team is we just know each other so mm-hmm. well. And for the most part, we keep it very professional, but, um, you know, he doesn't do as much of the complimenting to me like he used to, you know, when I first met him, it was like, oh, your voice is so amazing. That's great. Blah, blah, blah. After every take. And now it's like, Hey, from the beginning, let's go. Like we've got things to do, places to go, get it together. So, you know, he's not as affirming as he used to be, but I know he loves the music and I think trusting your producer is the most important thing. And, you know, I would trust Spencer with my life. So I think that comes across in the, uh, in the way the album's produced. That is amazing. And of course, before we get right back to the EP, the two of you also produced a baby together, not to use a cliche transition <laughs> <laughs> or a cheesy one. How old is the, how old is the young fella now? So Levi is 10 months old. Wow. It's crazy. It's that that classic cliche of the days are no. What is it? The nights are long, but the years are short. You yeah. know. Oh my goodness! It, it's whizzing by. We're already planning his first birthday, and it's just crazy to me that that he's already, you know, by then going to be potentially walking or talking soon. I mean, it's it's a trip for sure. Can can a young child at that age, ten months old, um, show any musical? Uh, I don't know about talent, but any interest in music? Well, we are. We do have an in-music class. Oh, so wow. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we got started right away. Uh, so he's in a Suzuki music class, and he definitely likes to bang on the drums like his father. So oh he likes to hit things. He doesn't quite have the rhythm down yet, but uh, he's not afraid to take the mallet from the teacher and bang on a drum. So uh, he might follow in his father's footsteps. I don't know. <laughs> And that's a cool name. That's an artist name if I've ever heard one, Levi. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Levi. Totally. You've got him off to a good start with the name and everything else to follow. But yeah, that's a cool name. I mean, you know, Steve isn't going to cut it, but right. Levi is. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Nothing against people named Steve. I like that name, but Levi is super, super cool. <laughs> so we got seven songs on the EP, Stand Still, Side A. Uh, we heard The Death of Me earlier. Uh, we talked about Encore. We're going to talk about Stand Still, the title track. You talked about it a bit. This is piano-based, and it is so moving. Give me the story behind this one, Annika. So this song was written when I was in Nashville with Spencer and an artist named Sycamore, who I'm sure you've probably heard of. She's yeah. another Albertan artist who's yep. very talented. And it was interesting because she had been living in Nashville for a few years, and I had just been down there for a few months. And... Uh, I could kind of already tell that I I was going to go back to Canada and that Nashville wasn't my forever home. And um, she was still in the thick of it. And we were talking about all the things we missed from home while we were in Nashville. And um, she kind of grew up in the small town life. And, uh, and so we just talked about all the things that when you go home and you've been away for a while, they've changed. And and um, so we came up with this hook of Stand Still and how we're always usually looking forward or behind and we wish that we could just stand still in each moment and really stop and enjoy it. So uh, that not only became the the hook of the song, but it became kind of my 
mantra for the the next few years and it's certainly my what I repeat to myself in my head now as a mom I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm always taking mental snapshots just trying to remember you know sometimes it's the really big moments and other times it's just the most beautiful simple everyday moments that I want to just capture in my mind and remember forever so so that's where standstill came from and I think it's a challenge at least for me to do that to stand still because uh, I'm always moving, always going, always looking for the next thing. Sure. Uh, but it's been very beneficial to me, and uh, and I hope that it will cause people to just stop themselves, listen, and kind of reflect for even three minutes of listening to the song. Every kid just wants to turn 18. Get into a bar, drive their own car, and make sure everybody sees. I was counting down the days till I could leave this town But thinking about it now I was so afraid of settling Always looking for the next best thing I tried to get away Thinking if I stayed I'd end up ordinary Always aimed at moving targets But the thing that hits the hardest Is the time that you miss When you're busy chasing a ten-year dream Turns out the moments that don't seem to matter Are the ones that will And if I could go back I'd just stand still City lights Spend a lot of years and tears Trying to get it right I miss barbecues and nights with you And coffee after church But really what's it worth? I was so afraid of settling Always looking for the next best thing I tried to get away Thinking if I stayed I'd end up ordinary Always aimed at moving targets But the thing that hits the hardest Is the time that you miss When you're busy chasing a ten-year dream Turns out the moments that don't seem to matter Are the ones that will And if I could go back, I'd just stand still Targets, 
But the thing that hits the hardest is the time that you miss when you're busy chasing a 10-year dream. Turns out the moments that don't seem to matter are the ones that will. And if I could go back, Just stand still. It's one of those great songs with a message that is a reminder to all of us. And so not only a reminder to you, Annika, of course, but to us. And so that's great. I love songs that really can uh, change my perspective and make me think long after the song is, is done. Well, yeah, I think it's one of these things where you always want to write what's authentic to you because I think that's always... Um, Come, is the most successful and uh it's funny i've had several artists reach out to me saying oh my goodness i relate to this song so much but then you know people that aren't in the music industry also relate to it mm -hmm. because i think we all experience that um that feeling of not being able to appreciate the present as much as as we should have yeah. so it's been really nice hearing people's stories of how it connects with them now aside from brett kissel who is of course on track five encore is there another duet partner out there uh annika that might appear on uh standstill side b i don't know that's a great question never <laughs> say never i would have never thought i would have a duet for so you never know side b could lead to that as for now there are no plans but um lots of things can change in the course of you know a few months so we you'll have to stay tuned to see <laughs> yeah you never know when an idea will strike and inspiration will as well uh the ep is out now people are enjoying it what are you looking forward to uh this summer and the rest of 2022 you know i'm looking forward to getting back out there to perform a Again, I think uh, the summer is always such a beautiful time uh, weather-wise here. And uh, it's also the time when I just feel people come together and music is the perfect way to do that. So looking forward to some shows, some private shows, um, and just getting to perform these new tunes that have been mm -hmm. in my head for so long. And, uh, and then more music coming down the pipe. We've gotten more singles already. Uh, they're already recorded and mixed and mastered. They just uh, need to be released. So there's more new music coming coming and uh I, that's to me my favorite thing is always releasing more music to you never know what's gonna stick and yeah. what people will really like and it's just always a treat to get it out to the fans so i'm i'm excited for the the new stuff to come that is so exciting new music on the way and of course in the meantime we have stand still side a to listen to our all our listeners can stream it download it etc enjoy it there are seven Great songs in there. And of course, it was produced by Annika's Juno award-winning husband, Spencer Cheen, who people know as well from the Brett Kissel Band. Uh, incredible. Annika, thank you so much for joining me once again on the podcast and uh, talking about the new EP and uh, letting us hear a couple of songs from it. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's always a pleasure, and I really appreciate your time. Once again, my guest has been Calgary, Alberta's Annika. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.